the third episode in the Creative Flow podcast series, hosted by Anthony Bellani and Kimmery McKernan. It features discussions with thinkers and change agents important to the science of creativity. We would like to welcome Laura Ryan, a graduate of the master's program at the International Center for Studies in Creativity, State University of New York at Buffalo, which we will refer to as the center. She's an advisor to the president who is also responsible for business analytics and strategy at Heritage Christian Services. Hi, Laura, and welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Delighted you're here. Can you please share the story of your studies at the center? Why did you come to study at the center? And tell us about your master's project. Well, uh, how I would describe my studies is uh, fun and exciting and eye-opening. So I come from an engineering background, so I was trained to think in, in critical and analytical ways. And then to, on top of it, put the creative problem-solving model, I just had some big ahas. I started thinking about, having come out of the corporate world, how I might combine strategy, namely the strategic thinking model, and creativity, namely the creative problem-solving model. So I started to do some independent studies, and I created a bifurcation of those two models. I love using that word. It's a nice 50-cent word. I oftentimes have asked my clients, do you want to have innovation in your organization? Yes. Are you deliberately integrating creativity into your strategic plan? And then they kind of give you that look like, "Mm, I don't know, I think so. My response is always, if you want to have, if you if you undoubtedly want to have creativity and innovation in your organization, it has to start with your strategic plan. And so why not bake in um, that into the DNA of your strategy, creativity, by using the creative problem solving model? And that has worked for a lot of organizations whom I've had the opportunity to serve. Great, Laura. It's so needed now, this idea of strategy and being able to implement creativity deliberately within our organizations has never been more important. Oh, yeah, I agree that uh, it's exciting that you're uh, uh, creating language that uh, will resonate with uh, uh, folks in a uh, business center. So um, tell us about your uh, career today and how you're applying these concepts uh, that you uh, learned at the center and in your uh, master's program. So today, inside of Heritage Christian, I'm responsible for strategy and business analytics. So I break it down, and uh, if I take a look at it from a bird's eye view, starting at the top level, of course, there's the vision, the mission, and the values. And then um, we think about how do we have projects that align up with that vision and mission and values. And when you think about um, this I, in my mind's eye, I think that there's categories. I refer to them as strategic areas. So let's say that an organization were to have five strategic areas. Maybe some of them might be um, uh, fiscal responsibility, um, employer of choice, service provider of choice. Those would be uh, considered strategic areas. And then underneath each of those, we might break it down into five or six projects that align with that strategic area. I like to think of those projects starting off with 
how to, how might, and then build out a project plan from there. In this case, I use both the Lean model, Lean Six Sigma model, and creative problem solving, depending on the type of problem that we're solving. And then we build out a project plan and use the project management platform so that we can see the milestones and the aligned tasks throughout the entire organization. And that allows us to have transparency and accountability. And from there, we ask that each project team decide what their key performance indicators are so that we can create dashboards for each one of those strategic areas. Well, that's that's uh, really thorough. And uh, what I how I read it is that you you're actually doing a service uh, for the creative problem solving side by uh, sort of leveling it right within or like you may have mentioned earlier, baking it into um, the lean and the project management process so that it's not a foreign object. It becomes part of the whole process. So uh, uh, kudos on that. Thank you. Yes, it's it's working. <laughs> Great. That's that's our next question, really. You've used it so extensively in the human services area, um, also strategy and implementation. Can you give us some background on some outcomes you've experienced and how the organization has benefited? Sure. Um, most recently, we uh, were looking at different um, employment practices as it relates to onboarding people. So historically where it's taken us maybe upwards of 20 something days to onboard someone, we can now do it within five. So certainly those are process improvements that would lend themselves well to the lean process. And it requires some creative thinking in order to overcome some of those challenges as well. Um, and if we think about how that aligns up with the strategic model, that's one project in one of those strategic areas, and it all rolls up again to the vision and mission. Excellent. It really a whole system relying on creativity. That's really, really important. So uh, you, you went from um, uh, kind of a uh, um, strategy management engineering setting um, and, and doused in that creativity and, and came back out to integrate it. So uh, what advice would you share with others that are seeking to also uh, integrate uh, creative problem solving um, into uh, um, your world or other uh, worlds of uh, business and industry? I think my best advice would be to look at it from a systems perspective. What I try to do is to create an ecosystem of creativity. If we think about different departments and projects, they're interrelated. In order to de-silo an organization on a pragmatic level, you need to have cross-functional teams and you need to have cross-functional key performance indicators. So in other words, if you're trying to increase sales in order to achieve that you might have to involve uh, obviously the sales department but then you're involving the marketing department the it department the accounting department and so what happens is you have a cross-functional team with cross-functional key performance indicators and that all aligns and rolls up to that vision and mission it's a systems perspective 
you've really uh, you've really uh, pulled this together in a very uh, exciting way, um, and I'm sure others uh, uh, will will most certainly uh, benefit from that. Laura, now we would like to talk a little bit about your own creative journey as a as a person. Tell us two or three things that you've taken from the program at the center that have developed you personally. And also, if there's any way the alumni community can support you. One of the biggest things I've taken away is the tolerance for ambiguity. So when we are looking at these exceedingly complex systems challenges, we, if, if we're truly going to solve them, we need to not only as leaders and facilitators, but also as team members, go in with a, a level of ambiguity, not knowing what the true challenges are that lie underneath that uh, vision. And I was in a meeting this morning uh, encouraging my team to embrace the ambiguity. I find as a leader, that is one of the most challenging components of going through these processes. People often say to me, uh, tell us what the end goal is or tell us exactly what we need to do and we'll get it done. If I had those answers, I'd be happy to provide them. But the reality of it is when you're looking at large organizations with thousands of employees and complex problems that are you're looking to de-silo with a cross-functional team, you can't wrap a bow on it to start with. <laughs> so we look to break it down. And, you know, in the engineering world, we look at Kaizans. In the creative problem-solving world, we're looking at them in terms of uh, several different sub-problems, if you will, that, again, roll up to the larger vision and mission. But breaking that down and building it back up again uh, ambiguity is a key component. The other thing that I took away from the project is sometimes I use these models in more of a, a stealth way. So in other words, when we are engaged heavy in, in thinking and flow as a team, I'm constantly going back to with my facilitator's hat and thinking, is this group right now in clarification, ideation, development, implementation? Where are we? Are we bouncing in between them? Do I allow that flow uh, to continue on or do I bring them back around and get them to recognize me to develop out a solution? Um, so just back and forth trying to put on my hat as a um, domain um, expert in some cases and then helping the group go through facilitation and understanding where they are in the model. That, that's really, really awesome. Really exciting stuff uh, that you, you've come away from the program, uh, but uh, um, with a clear vision of why you came to the program and uh, and integrated it uh, uh, well. Um, and I love the concept of you uh, using it in a uh, in a stealth way. Uh, and it's often, um, you know, I, I I actually use talk about creativity as as a critical thinking tool without mentioning much uh, around the other stuff and people seem to light up to that. So uh, one thing we love to get from all of our guests is uh, um, um, tell us about your creative flow. 
So by nature, I'm an extrovert and I really enjoy my time alone. I think uh, coming away from the program and maybe it's something to do with getting a little bit older as well, more mature. Uh, I really enjoy that time alone for um, thinking and to contemplate um, looking at this again from a systems level within the organization. I, I never tire of thinking at it, uh, thinking about it. So I, I think about how to lock down the systems, not the people's creative thoughts. So uh, a phrase that I use often at work is, we want to control the process, not the people. Because we, we're not looking to control the people. Um, we want them to think freely and openly and to challenge everything. That has also been um, really exciting for people to come to me six and eight months after starting to work with me and, and say to me, I find it to be a big compliment. You really um, are comfortable with us challenging you. Absolutely. If we can't challenge each other, then we can't um, combine our thoughts and build on each other's thoughts and get that higher level of creative thinking. So I try to, um, I, um, so when I'm with others, I try to, and invite a safe environment where people can challenge me and the other colleagues all the time. With my personal creativity, again, I like to spend time alone to think about these systems and how they're working and not. Because the reality of it is oftentimes um, during the day, I fail. I fail as a facilitator. I sometimes fail as a leader, and so I really enjoy my time alone to reflect on why. And uh, I, I'll, I'll just give a, a creativity geek moment, but I, I go back to some of the organizational development books and the and the creative creativity books, and I look at the theory of what is supposed to happen. And you know, if you can understand a problem, then you can identify how to, you might begin to solve it. So I, I look at a lot of the. Um, organizational development concepts as well to understand why our teams are succeeding or failing. I spend a lot of time alone reading and researching. And I believe it or not, I find that incredibly exciting because I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I, when I hear what I love, part of what I love uh, uh, being on, on the internet now is when I'm on a seminar, and I hear a book and I'm listening to the person. I go right to Amazon. And if I like it and it's uh, um, it's available, I'll I'll just get it. I think, what right. the heck? I mean, how, how bad is invest? What can I lose for investing 20 bucks or less? So, you know, it's, Amen. A good thing. it's a good thing. Thank you very much, Laura. That was a very insightful conversation. Thank you. And thank you for listening. This is Kimberly McKernan and, and Anthony Bellani. We invite you to tune in again to the Creative Flow series. We hope that you will translate your creative flow into action and that your actions change the world.